0: Welcome to another episode of the Head of Nations podcast. I'm your host, Brian. I'm Ben. So this is episode number three, hard to believe we're at three already. And this episode is find a mentor. So why don't we go ahead and hop right into the verse of the week today. And the verse of the week comes from second Timothy chapter two, verse one, and this says, you then my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. So I really like this verse for several reasons, but most importantly, I think, is because we see the mentorship, or you know, in a Christian setting, we would call this discipleship of Paul in Timothy's life. So Paul refers to Timothy as a son in the faith, and he He references the things that Timothy has heard him say around a bunch of other people in the presence of witnesses. And then there's a next level that I like about this where Timothy is expected to mentor or to pass on what he has heard and learned from Paul to other people. So we see these several layers of mentorship here where Paul takes Timothy under his wing. He disciples him or mentors him in the faith, teaches him the essentials of the faith, and trains him up to be a minister in the faith. And then he says to Timothy, do what you've seen me preach, and then also make sure that you pass that on to people who will also be qualified so not only is Timothy being mentored but he's also a mentor so I was curious to see what your thoughts were on that Ben
1: yeah a lot of what we what we as as Christians do um, as we consider ourselves disciples of Christ and we are disciples of Christ not to remain as, as mere followers, um, but he, he makes his disciples—he turns, you know, whenever you read the Gospels, he turns his disciples and disciple make, into disciple-makers. And so we can't stay as um, as followers forever, we, we have to begin to—I think that's a part of what it means to bear fruit. Um, as, as, as Christians, we bear fruit through um, becoming more like Christ in becoming a discipler, so yeah. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now.
0: Good. Thank you for that So before we actually get into the topic today I did just want to reference back to last week's episode Which is on leveling up and I wanted to point out how uh, I'm leveling up this week and that is through the addition of a pop filter So last week's episode I had to hash out the whole episode and I had to edit out every single pop that I made on the microphone which I pop way more than you do apparently And that took me about four hours to edit every single one. Every single one I'd find, I'd listen to the whole episode and then edit one out. So one like every five seconds. So now I've leveled up. I've bought a pop filter and hopefully I am no longer popping. So I just wanted to give that example there of small though it is, it's an example of leveling up.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And I feel like, you know, once we level up a little bit more, we'll just, you know, we'll be able to pay somebody to to do the editing for us. There
0: right? we go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have people for that. Have your people call my people. <laughs> All right. So why don't we go ahead and get into the topic today, which is find a mentor. I think when people used to mention mentoring to me, like, hey, you need to find a mentor. My first question was always, Why? right? And I think that's a lot of people's questions that they have when they hear about finding a mentor is, why would I do that? And now that I'm older and hopefully wiser and a little bit less prideful, that is a very easy answer. But for a lot of people that have never had a mentor in their lives and they've gone it alone, it's really a a difficult thing to sell them on this topic of, hey, listen, just find someone in your life to speak truth and help you navigate life. And a lot of people, especially men, you know, we're not really great at that, is their response is why? So I wanna answer that, but I wanna answer that by telling you a story. So several years ago, I was really into outdoor skills. Uh, It's referred to as bushcraft in some circles, but just being out in the outdoors and trying to use less modern means. So things like flint and steel, fire steel, bow drill, hand drill, things like that to start fires learning different types of plants and you know edible plants and useful plants and learning how to build shelter so i was into that and i was actually taking classes that's kind of what i do when i find something i like i try to find a class that i can take that helps me navigate this and helps me learn new skills well one of the lessons in the class was starting a fire with a fire steel and i had never done this before and I had had an experience with a fire steel before this. I was actually um, I was on a trip, and I had bought the gear. And this is what people do a lot of times. We think if we have the gear, then we possess the knowledge to use it by default, as if this gear magically comes with the knowledge, like the Matrix, where it's just like downloaded into your head, and you're like, I know kung fu. Well, it's not like that. And so I had been on a backpacking trip. I had a fire steel. I had you know, not read the instructions, but like I could I know things. I know how things work. So I looked at it and I'm like, this is the fire steel. This is the scraper. Scraper scrapes, sparks fly, fire starts. So I tried, and I tried, and I tried. No fire. I could not make fire. So I took this class. And I went outside I gathered the materials that they told me to. So these were wild materials because I I nailed this on like the man-made materials. was Boom, first shot, fire. So I gathered some natural materials and I'm scraping and I'm scraping and I'm scraping. And it gets to the point where I'm actually starting to get frustrated. And, And you know, everyone gets frustrated, but I like to think of myself as not necessarily imperturbable, but less perturbable than most people. And I started getting frustrated to the point of actually almost anger. Like, you know, when you see people on TV, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's real life. They're playing golf and they mess up so bad they throw their golf clubs. I was at that point with this fire steal where I was ready to just take this thing and chuck it in the woods because I had spent five or 10 minutes at least trying to make fire and I failed. And what I did was I took a break. I came back and I tried again and I failed. And I took another break and I tried again and I failed. And eventually, I felt like Tom Hanks in the movie Castaway. I had a spark that took and it made this little tiny ember. And there's this little flame. I mean, this flame was probably maybe a quarter of an inch. All right. And I was like, I have made fire. And I was so excited because I had finally done it. And do you know, that was my experience. And then years later, I taught my son how to use a fire steel. And I had been there. Do you know how long it took him to make a fire? About three strikes on the fire steel. That was it. He made (laughs) fire because I was someone who had been there before. And had I had someone with me at that time, When I was learning to use a fire steel, someone who had already known what to do, the right angle to hold that scraper at, the proper pressure to put on it, things like that, I probably in three strokes of that striker would have had a fire. But I didn't have a mentor to help me out with that. So I experienced frustration and failure over and over again until by some miracle of just perseverance, I figured it out. So I want to know, do you have a story like that where looking back, you wish you would have had a mentor to help you through something difficult? Maybe, I mean, maybe it was a bigger deal than trying to start a fire with a fire steel. <clears throat> maybe it was a smaller deal. I don't know what it would be, but I'm curious if you have a story about that.
1: Yeah, probably more than I can remember. Um, the one that comes to mind is just, well, how about the the ones that come to mind are all of my construction projects. Uh, you, know, I, I have very skilled brothers who they, I mean, they work with their hands very well and they can figure everything out, um, when it comes to construction or automobile repair or anything like that. And I'm kind of like, well, okay, so if I get into trouble, I'll call one of those guys, so I, I'll knock down walls, I'll, I'll get into all sorts <laughs> of plumbing, you know, mishaps and, um, and I'll give it a fair shot. And if it doesn't work, uh, I will call one of them. The problem is they're humans and they have families of their own and they they can't always be there and so, they're when they say you're on your own, I'm <laughs> on my own and so uh, there are times yeah you know, I was just you know f- f- trying to figure out um, angles fl- uh, to, for for cutting uh, floorboards because I was laying laying some floor in my bathroom and and I just couldn't figure it out and it was and it it was as as if I had something in front of me. I was staring at it. Yeah, I knew what it had to look like, but in terms of of actually being able to to use the chop saw and get the angle that I needed, especially when it gets to, when it comes to molding, um, my goodness, I cannot do it. And so usually I'll just. I'll just use a bunch of, like, you know, of filler, of just wood filler, and then I'll just f- mold it with my hands and it looks mm-hmm. terrible. And then, you know, obviously uh, ridiculed by my brothers afterwards. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I find myself, uh, in places like that all the time. Um, and it's what's funny is that, um, <laughs> My brothers, you know, every time they see it, they're like, all you have to do is this, you know? And I'm like, well, where were you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> where were you when <laughs> I needed you? <laughs> it would have taken them five seconds. And it took me hours, you know, to try to figure out. Uh, and still, I couldn't get it right. But yeah. Um, and that, you said something uh, something before, and I think it's so interesting. It's like, it's, why, why do we think it's so humiliating to ask for help or mentorship or something. Why, Mm -hmm. why is that? It takes, it feels like it's going to, you know, it's going to kill us Mm -hmm. (laughs) to ask for help. Um, It's very humbling. Yeah. But then that's the thing. But if it, if you go through that, that time of humiliation, then you'll be become more self-sufficient in the end. Right. It's like, just, Mm -hmm. I mean, just get over yourself and ask for help. And so learn and grow, you know, but we, in our, I guess it's in our pride, right. Yeah. Um, That will, that we won't. right.
0: Yeah, I, I really think that's why the Proverbs mentioned so many times about the folly of pride and how those who are prideful will fall, but those who are humble will rise up. It takes some humility to say, you know what, I do not have this figured out. And I, I do think there are some social implications there that I don't necessarily want to dive into too deeply, but I think as men, we're expected to be competent, and it's very difficult for us to say that we're incompetent in some areas like in the true sense of the word incompetent so uh really quickly i taught a sunday school class several years ago on biblical masculinity and i went around and asked a lot of women what they expected of men and one of the number one answers it was i think ranked two or three i don't have the notes in front of me but i think it was ranked either two or three was competence They expected men to be able to do things that are put in front of them. Like if a a man's there and there's a tire that needs to be changed, they expect the man to know how to change that tire. Well, how do you know how to change a tire? Somebody had to teach you, right? So when I look at this, it's kind of almost counterintuitive that we resist this. But the way forward is to ask for help, which brings me to my next story. So I have another story for you. This one has a better ending. So... Back in the day, I think this was about a year ago, I was really, really struggling in jujitsu. I was getting crushed under side control. So for those of you that don't do jujitsu, side control, if you're on the bottom, is when you're laying on your back and someone is basically making a T with their body over top of you, so they're perpendicular to you, and they're smashing all of their weight into your body so you can't move. And their goal is to manipulate your joint, like try to hyperextend the joint or something like in your arm, in your shoulder, in your wrist, or try to choke you while they're doing that. And so being smashed to the ground is very uncomfortable. And I found myself getting stuck there over and over again. So I went to my coach, and I'm like, listen, I'm having a lot of trouble here, help me be better. So he took me aside, gave me a private lesson. And he's like, here are your problems try this, and I would try it, and I would try it poorly. And he would say, nope, 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 not like that. Here, try it again like this. And within less than a half an hour, my whole entire approach to side control changed. And it changed for the duration of the rest of my jujitsu career until even today. And I use, every time I do jujitsu, I use one of the several things he's shown me back in that lesson, and It was extremely valuable, it gave me confidence because I was like, I know I'm doing something right because he's far more experienced than me and he's showing me the way because he does this and he's a really talented jujitsu guy. So I learned how to escape side control and how to get out and I use this against people that are larger than me, people that are stronger than me and it's extremely effective and you know what it cost me? Time and pride. But now I'm able to show other people That are struggling hey listen i learned this from this guy and he showed it to me and i know it works you know it works because i use it against you but the only reason that my jujitsu changed in a half an hour for the rest of my life was because i found a mentor to take me under his wing and show me what i was doing wrong and give me immediate feedback so do you have a story Different than your woodworking story, especially with that molding that's tough, you know because with molding you're thinking upside down and backwards a lot of times. Do you have a success story where maybe you found someone to speak into your life and help you navigate life?
1: Yeah, I do, and I, I think it, it came from um, it came from pastors who who really spoke into um, into my life, uh, helping me see into blind spots, helping me t- to um to acknowledge sin that has been there for too long, um, so that's I mean, and I don't have anything specific, um, but I do, um, I do think that once I started to listen to, to real spiritual um, advice and, and mentors, that's when I began to grow in my in my walk with Christ, um, which led to growth in like literally every other area of my life. But I, I think you know, like what you said, it's it's the ego, it's the pride that that really is going to stop you from growing. Thinking that you know, you, oh, I don't need help, or I, I can figure this out on my own. I was just talking to my son about this. My son's in third grade, and he has a behavior chart. He'd man, he he'd be so mad if he knew I was talking about this. But <laughs> a behavior chart where because he was acting up in class, and we want to we want to see him be able to to use actually be a a, a young man who can control himself. And lead in that way in his self control. And uh, a couple of his uh, his friends, they saw the behavior chart and they want to poke fun at him. And they were you know they laughing at it. And he was just that was bugging him. You know it, it made him not want to not want to have the behavior chart. And I was just like, man, but they're not those kids aren't going to grow. Like mm-hmm. you you know um, yeah. you you are putting yourself under um, under discipline right now. Like you are you were learning and it's and it's difficult. And you're you know you're being asked to do something that that they're not, you know, and they, and, and so like, what, what should they expect? You know, what's their future going to be like? You are learning how to do a difficult thing and you are going to reap the benefits of that. They, and unfortunately they, they can't, they can't see that, you know? And so, um, just, just thinking about like that, but then also thinking about Christ when he's, you know, when, when he tells us, you know, like, I mean, like to, to really live, you gotta die, you gotta kill the self first, you know? I mean, um, and just like living, uh, in that kind of giving up yourself, I think is is going to be the the way forward, the way to true life. Yeah. Good thoughts. And that kind of reminds me of a cliche saying,
0: but cliches exist because they're largely true, which is there's no growth in the comfort zone Mm -hmm. and there's no comfort in the growth zone. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. I've never heard that, so. Really? Well, apparently it's not as cliche (laughs) as I thought it was. All right. So now let's get back on here with this, where we're looking at being mentored. The examples we gave, That's just part of life and all of life is no different than any of the examples that we talked through. As we go through life, we're going to encounter challenges and there are people who have walked through these challenges before us and the benefit of talking through them like, hey, let's talk through this topic. Let's hear what you have to say because you're more experienced is that they can help us do better more quickly than trying to do it alone. The fact that I took my problem to my jujitsu coach saved me months of suffering. Had I done that with the fire steel, it might have saved me, you know, fifteen minutes of frustration, really, really high blood pressure, and maybe having to repent a little later for not acting in a sanctified manner. So before uh I talk about this a little bit more, I really want to hear what you have to say about faster growth through mentorship. You mentioned some pastors that spoke into your life, and I want to maybe hear a specific example of one of those times where you experienced faster either maturity or faster spiritual growth because of one specific thing that they spoke about in your life.
1: Yeah, I remember when... um... When I was in college, you know, I mean, I was a young man. I struggled with lust. Um, that's that's what that was like my big battle. And I remember, um, whenever we got married, you know, and, and hoping, hey, maybe you know, this will, this might give me some relief, you know, and then and not seeing much victory or making any headway at all. And it, it took some, me talking to somebody about this thing, to actually see real victories in it and how, you know once i got started getting some some some, some victories uh, under my belt and victories came through me confessing that sin to a pastor and pastor asking me specific questions hey how are you doing here and you know in this area which is is to absolutely humiliating um, but it took them asking those questions and me um, taking it head on um, and humbling myself in that way to really experience true freedom from that sin um, which, by God's grace, I was able to, and you know, and, and, and I can't even remember the last time um, I, I sought, you know, I, I sought a, out a video or sought out, uh, you know, pictures um, because of of, of of you know giving into my sinful lust. And I think that that's, I mean, that's the example that jumps up to my mind right now. It was a, it was a it was something that I thought there there is no way, there is absolutely no way I can I can do this, but but through that mentor, mm-hmm. I mean, experience freedom. You know, and, and actual yeah. strength to resist something that was, to me, I thought there's no way I yeah. can resist that. But and that's that's a very
0: common uh, problem today,
1: and a very yeah. pro- like a
0: problematic challenge for a lot of people. So we're actually going to have an episode. I don't know when it's charted out at some point on that particular topic for men because it's such a ubiquitous problem. Yeah. So, and hearing that, you know, you've achieved victory over that. I know lots of people that have as well, uh, you know, personally as well, myself have Mm. achieved victory over that. Like same thing, like literally not a temptation, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's an amazing thing where people may be thinking right now, like there's no hope, like there are men who, you know, maybe in their younger teenage days struggled with that, that are mature men in Christ now that have victory. So Mm. yeah, uh, that's a great point. Mm. Good. So. Now that we've established the fact that mentors can be extremely beneficial, I want to talk about how do you find a mentor? This is the next big challenge. You know, when I talk to people about mentorship or when I look back at my life when I didn't really want to find a mentor, I would think to myself, like, well, how do I find someone? And that's a really big challenge and it may seem daunting to people. So I want to talk through that a little bit. So first, you want to identify an area in which you want to improve right not something that you want someone else to change about right like i want bobby to be better about this or i want joe to be better about that it's an area where you want to improve and this may be challenging you know you might look up to people and not even know why you look up to them you might just find someone that you admire and not even realize why you admire them so you need to take some time to think about this. Like what specifically about this person do I like? Or if that's not it, like what specifically about myself do I want to improve? And then next would be to choose one or two areas under that that you would like to improve in. So if you like someone because they've got their fitness squared away, right? And you admire them for that and you think they might be a good mentor for you, then you wanna think, okay, What are specific areas that I can improve in fitness? So instead of like, I want to lose weight, right? You might look at like, I want to be shredded like Bill. Or if it's not fitness, I want to be cool under pressure like Steve. So you find someone that you admire, you figure out why you admire them. Or if that's not the angle you want to take, find something specifically about yourself you want to improve and then choose one or two specific areas in that. Then next would be, think of someone accessible. So, you know, maybe Bill or Steve are not accessible. They're working 90 hours a week. They're power attorneys. They don't have time. So think of someone accessible who has those traits, who has been where you are and has made it to where they are. Then, now that you have someone in mind, the hard part, actually approaching them and asking them if they'd be willing to help you. And that's really daunting for a lot of people i just want to take some time to comment on this if you've never asked someone to mentor you that can be a very big hurdle for a lot of people because people are afraid of rejection and so i just want to throw out right away you've got to be okay with no as an answer if you're going to do this and recognize that it may not be anything to do with you it may have literally nothing to do with you it may be that people's time is very valuable and they're very busy and they may just literally not have time to mentor another person. They might be mentoring two people, three people, five people. They might have young kids. They might be trying to start a business. So be okay with no. And if they shoot you down, don't stop, right? Don't be like, okay, well, they told me no, so therefore I am no longer pursuing a mentor. And then next with understanding people's time is valuable is you may need to trade value for value. So if they're willing to take their time that they could be spending building their business, they could be spending playing with their kids, which is extremely valuable. I don't know about you, but I find the amount of time that I actually have to spend with my family has decreased the older I've gotten. So that time with my family is so valuable that it takes a lot for me to take time away from that. So recognize you may need to trade value for value. You may need to pay for mentorship. You may need to be like, hey, I will mentor you, or I I would have you mentor me rather I'll take you out to dinner. I'll pay for your dinner. I'll pay for your coffee. I just need some help here, right? You may need to trade value for value. It might be skill for skill. Like I will do your drywall if you mentor me in business. So you may need to trade value from value because whatever time they're giving to you, they're taking from somewhere else. So next would be be ready with specific questions when you meet with them. So when I'm mentoring someone, in the fitness arena. So if someone comes to me for fitness coaching, the most common question I get is, how do I get in shape? And my follow-up to that question is always, what are your goals? Because how do I get in shape is a really, really broad question. What they might mean is, I wanna look like Arnold. What they might mean is, I wanna be super, super shredded and very lean, right? So they don't wanna look like Arnold. They want to look like maybe Zach Efron, young Zach Efron, not Baywatch Zach Efron, all right? So I can't really help them until I know what their goals are and I know what they're trying to do. So your mentor can't help you unless he has a clear picture of what your goals are and what you want to do. So come ready with some specific questions when you meet with them. So I'm going to stop there and just Open it up for your feedback, Ben, because I I know you typically have some very valuable feedback along these lines.
1: Yeah, with the... I was thinking about what you were saying with the no answer. You know, be okay with uh, with no as an answer, and that's a. I mean, that's a lesson in itself. You know, (laughs) that's that's humiliating, and I think anytime uh, you're you're humiliated or humbled, um, that man, that's that's good. That you know, (laughs) that's I mean, like uh, I think that's a good thing to to practice. You know, even being uh, becoming uh, more humble. Uh, and, and, and then don't stop there. Like Brian said, like pursue, but pursue it anyways, you know, get back up and you, you just get, you know, pushed down in the mud, get back up anyways and do it, you know, do it again. Um, and see how, how many times it takes before you can, uh, you can get a, a victory there. But I do like, you know, I like being, you know, what you're saying about being specific, um, what you said about. Um, you know, asking, asking people what their specific goals are, but be ready for that, you know, like have a, have a, have a goal in mind. And I think that's a, that is a difficult thing, um, to, you know, you might want to, you might want to pursue a mentor and you might want, you know, the end result. Um, but I think, you know, we can kind of get lost in that and not, and not really want to sit down and discipline ourselves and do what it, you know, what it needs, what needs to be done to get to that end result. So the, 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 details sometimes can be daunting, intimidating, but if you get a good mentor, they, you know, they're going to walk with you through that. And that, I think that can be a, a really, that can be a really strong, uh, a strong influence, strong presence that to, 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 really help you become, you know, who you need to become. Good. I appreciate that feedback. So the next step after you've done all these
0: things, you've met with the person, you've gotten some specific guidance, you need to come up with a plan to put the advice into practice, right? It's not that mentor's responsibility to make your plan for you. They've given you guidance, you need to make a plan. So along with that, and I think this is extremely important, is give the plan a chance to work. Lifting progress, it may take time to visibly show. Slow growth on muscles can be really, really frustrating. Slow change in the mirror when you're trying to lose fat can be really frustrating. If it's financially slow, financial growth can be frustrating, but typically all change comes through slow incremental growth at first and then larger growth later. So trust your mentor. You trusted them enough to ask them the questions, trust them enough to follow what they've told you and give it a chance to work. I've seen personally a lot of times when uh, people come to me for mentorship, I want to know that they really want it. So when they come to me for mentorship, sometimes I'll give them advice and they try it for a day, they try it for two days, they try it for a week, and they're like, I'm done, it's not working. But the plan that I've given them is a plan for lifelong lasting change that's going to take a few months for them to see actual progress in. And if they give up on the plan too early and don't give it a chance to work, they're never, never going to see permanent change. So I think that's really important. Also, after that, follow up with your mentor to get specific feedback. So if you have questions, if you see some progress, but you want to see more progress, or if you think that you need to tweak the plan, reach back out to your mentor and follow up to get feedback, because sometimes you're on the right track, but you're just a little bit off. So that extra feedback can really help. So Ben, I just want to see if you had any thoughts there.
1: Yeah, the conversations I have a, a ton with uh, the guys that that I mentor and disciple are or just the, you know, the questions like this, you know, I might not see any progress. Like, well, how long have you been fighting this or how long have you been trying? Um, you know, and I, the, you know, well, not that long. Okay. Well, it, it, keep going. I mean, uh, what if you, you know, what if, what if our toddlers just gave up learning how to walk and, brown, you know, I mean like I <laughs> yeah. give up and they flop on the floor. Um, but they, I mean, they fall so many times and their little knees, they take it. But mm-hmm. like, they get back up because they want to run, you know, for the, for the joy of feeling the run, they, 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 go, you know, um, they get back up and they're, they're tough little buggers. So I think we can learn something from them. Um, but I think that, you know, like you, you talked about lifting progress and yeah, it's like you, I mean, I think it it's taken me you know, years, you know, for, 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 to, to, to become like at a place where I'm like, okay, you know, um, I think, I think I'm good here. I don't want to get, you know, you know, I don't want to grow anymore. Like, um, but it's not like, you know, when people, people ask you that question, you know, like, well, how do you, you know, how do you make gains? Just like, you know, get, get there, just <laughs> go there and do something. And then, and then we can start talking about mm-hmm. it. But until you have that, you know, uh, worked out in your mind that you're gonna, that you're gonna commit to this. And we can't really have much of a conversation. (laughs) You know, you got to decide for yourself, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I see that as well, specifically in lifting.
0: It's inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Consistency is going to be the key to growth in every avenue of life. So yeah, if they're not willing to put in the time, Mm -hmm. they're not going to grow. And so a lot of times when people are like, I'm not seeing progress. Well, are you going to the gym every day that you're supposed to go to the gym? Well, if the answer is no, then... That's what you fix. Yeah,
1: yeah, spiritually too. It is that. You Amen. Know, like yeah. It, you, hey, I, I can't, can't kick this in. It's like, how do you fight it? Do you mm-hmm. hate it? Do you want to see it dead? Do you want to mm-hmm. kill it? You know, it's like, are you trying? Yeah. What steps are you actually yeah. taking? Yeah. yeah. Well, the easy ones. Right. Well, that no, you're not right. gonna yeah, you're not gonna
0: beat that then. Right. Right. All right. So uh, here's a question that I had when I was younger, and people would say, "I need to find a mentor," which is a legitimate question. What if I can't? find a mentor. What if I look around and all the men that I see around me are weak men that aren't following the gospel, that aren't living up to the potential that they could be, that are not being diligent in their lives, they're not taking care of their families. Like, what if everyone around me is a schlub? Well, this happened to me before in my life, so I can speak to this. Uh, I was looking... Earlier in my life, I'm into martial arts, uh, and I was looking for a godly warrior to mentor me, someone that knew how to fight and love Jesus. And you would not believe how hard that is to find with the, I think, the current model in the church right now where weak men typically have taken over churches. Now, that's not everyone. I know some really diligent, disciplined, masculine pastors And that's awesome, and I praise Jesus for that. But um, there are a lot of men in the church that have equated Christianity with being a feminized man or an effeminate man. And for me to find a godly warrior that wanted to learn how to fight and teach others to fight, that was really hard. I, I had to wait for years, and I prayed for years. I actually did. And it literally took... Actual, I think it was four years I prayed for this and finally God brought someone into my life and you know this person uh, and it changed my life and it was amazing and it was worth the wait but sometimes you have to wait and one of the things that you can do to find a mentor and it sounds kind of cheesy but it's true is pray. There are also online mentorships and I would just say be careful with this because there are a lot of posers out there There are a lot of people that make a lot of claims and they don't back them up, or they charge exorbitant fees. Like I know of some mentorships out there that are $1,200 an hour for a consultation, $1,200 an hour. So uh, you can find a lot better priced online mentorship, way better quality for way less money. So I would just be very careful with online mentorship. I'm not saying don't seek it out, I'm just saying do your homework. Free online content, So there's no shortage right now in America or quite frankly in the world for free online content. But again, I would just say, do your homework, be careful. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there. This is one of them, right? There are a lot of videos out there, online instructionals, but just be careful because some people out there are posers. They're actual liars that are lying to you about what they've achieved, about the way in which they've achieved it. So I have in the notes here, I don't know if, if you saw this or not, but... The liver king. I, I really even hate to give airtime to this, but he made a lot of exceptional claims like I eat raw liver and I look like Arnold. Well, there's no way. When I saw him, I knew there's no way. I knew he had to be on something like Trent, right? He has to be doping up. And so he was on steroids. It came out, he was on steroids, and he's like, My bad, I lied. Well, he made so much money through lying to people. So there are people out there that just for the love of money do this. Now Just because someone charges a fee or makes money off of mentorship does not mean that they're stealing or that they're lying. There are great mentors out there that charge, but just be careful with whom you give time, all right? and your mind, by the way, to whom you give your mind over to. All right, so Ben, just wanna throw this out here. We do mentorship. I don't wanna do a hard sell here, but I do just wanna let the listeners know if you're having trouble finding a mentor and you're like, hey, you guys sound like you might know a little bit about some of these things. Just reach out to us at info at headofnations.com and we can continue that conversation. Uh, but I'm not trying to hard sell and say, you must be mentored through us. There are a lot of mentors out there. But if you're interested, info at head of And we also are going to have some courses coming up soon. But I just want to throw that out there. Important thing, takeaway here in my mind is actually find a mentor and it doesn't really matter who that individual is what matters is are they qualified to speak truth into your life and are you going to listen to them when they do those are the important things about finding a mentor so ben i just want to give you some time here to give some closing
1: thoughts yeah i think um when it comes to actually being mentored there was a just one one thought that i was that i that I had in it. And I think that what we can, what we can fall into is, is kind of like, you know, if I go to my mentor, I will kind of automatically become who, you know, who they are or who Mm -hmm. I want to be, you know, as kind of like, you know, this means to an end thing, but I really do think it in, in, in actually going to, you know, in becoming a, a person who will be mentored, a mentoree, or whatever you want to call it, or disciple, we can call it that. I think it there there has to be some sort of like inward heart, you know, change where you where um, it's it's like that which you you know you were is now is, is being, you know, the, the old self kind of um, the sinful self is being is being put away, put aside and um, and you're and you are seeking, I think Seeking to you know to do the to do what is right and to do and to live according to what is true and good. Otherwise, I think it is it's it's gonna be contrived, right? you're gonna you're gonna meet and you're gonna kind of like as kind of like check off the box, check off the box, check off the box, and now I'm gonna be you know the great. And instead of being like, you know what? Uh, instead of looking at end product of you know me being great, I think it's got to be this, you know. It's like, no, I know, I know that this is going to produce something that is objectively good and true, not just for myself, but for you know, for others, and um, and ultimately for because we're Christians, for the glory of God. Um, and so I, I think that's just what you know. That's just my two cents as we're as, as we're as we're ending this episode. But
0: yeah, those are some really good thoughts, and I think it links back to the Level Up episode last episode, where ultimately the goal of why we're leveling up is to be better and to use that to help other people, to use that to serve. And after we're mentored and we attain some competence, then the next step would be for us to mentor others, just like we saw in 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, which is what Paul did, he mentored Timothy, and then Timothy is then called on to mentor others or disciple others. That's how this cycle needs to work in our lives as well. We find a mentor, we level up, and then after that, we help others level up. Yeah. And that's all to the glory of God. Excellent points. So to recap today's episode, mentors can save you time, unnecessary effort. And if also, if it's in like some financial area, they may actually save you lots of money. Right? So mentors save you time unnecessary effort sometimes i don't know why i keep saying effort they say, <laughs> say i suddenly acquired some weird accent anyway they save you time effort there we go and possibly money so find a mentor be better and build your nation so now if you would like to support us you can go to headofnations.com and click on the support tab and you may be able to follow us. I don't know that we have social media. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a little bit of that right now, but the website's up. And also you can email us at info at headofnations.com with comments, with questions. So eventually I'd like to see a and A episode, but we need some cues before we can get to the A. So email us some questions if you have specific questions for us, especially if they're embarrassing for Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast So we're out on almost every platform. I think there are a couple that we're not on, but subscribe to the podcast if you'd like to leave a review. If you think we've merited a five-star review, that always helps with the algorithm, so you can leave a review. But I just want to say, honestly, thank you for listening. And remember, we are the head of nations, so let's go live like it. Until next time.